sticks. It is in the dial that we trust. And as our civilization teeters on the brink of fatal collapse, the value of broadcast gold has soared to unimaginable heights. Join us in the conflux of radio's emerging superpowers. Chris Troy Pavala, T. Sterling Watson, Wendy Lou Aphorismo, and Michael James DuPaul. Cozy up in your bunkers and hope for salvation. This is The Lost Eye. that you're listening to our wonderful podcast or if you're listening on all noise radio that's cool too i don't believe there's many of you but if you're out there god bless you welcome to episode 63 of the lost dial on all noise radio.com and in the words of judge mathis use <laughs> <laughs> a crackhead <laughs> he calls every well he's had a lot he does have a background story. i like judge mathis a lot judge mathis is on right now and the TV he us. definitely pulled himself out of some serious turmoil as a young man um, to become, you know, I wanted something that he is a real judge. Most of them are real judges. I think they're all real judges I think for so. the most part. It's basically they had these people, the litigants pending, you know, they have something pending in court as long as they drop it. It still is a real deal when they go on the show and do it on TV. And, you know, the judge's ruling is uh, for real. But you always wonder with these shows. But, uh, yeah, I guess Judge Mathis used to be a total crackhead as a young boy. 
I've heard of stories. South side of Chicago. I was a crackhead. I pulled myself up from the fire. Oh, I thought that was a song you were singing. <laughs> it is. It's mine. It's about Judge Mathis and his turmoil. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, my name is Mike DuPaul. Sitting across from me is T. Starling Watson. Good morning, ladies. Um, I enjoy a good cup of Mathis every now and again. I all. guess so. Um, before I get back to Mathis, um, one of the, the questions you just kind of posed, uh, <clears throat> rest of development fans, they would know about um, Judge Reinhorn. Uh, he had his own little judge show. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it was hilarious because he felt that his robe was too loose. I'm like, what's the point of me losing all this weight <laughs> if I have to wear this long, flowy robe? So he had a really tight robe on. It is very hard to tell their, um, their physique under those huge black robes. Right, right. So um, I don't know. It was pretty funny. Um, so, And that's a show. Uh, that one I just couldn't get into. My brother tried to. Uh, sell another show to me, Trailer Park Boys. It's out of Canada. I haven't watched it. I think but, I heard I mean, of it. They're big fan. My brother and his friends are big fans of. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, it's Arrested Development. Uh, that's one. I don't know. It was a show that uh, was spoken very highly of. You've spoken of it. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's for me. It's like one of those top notch shows. I just love it, and I could watch it anytime, anywhere, and I often do. So I just go through like the DVDs and watch them over and over again. I have um, one serious thing I have to do today. I'm not going to do it right at the second. Okay. But um, the uh, I had spoken about it before. Um, the possibilities of a podcast produced by Aaron Lafond, a friend of the show, and Amosy Jones, a friend of the show, and my brother, who's not been on the show, but he's part of their little team that have put together. Not little. It's it's gigantic. This mm-hmm. is gigantic news. There's nothing little about it. Uh, they have uh, successfully done their first two shows of the Porchcast. The Porchcast. The Porchcast. That's what it's called. That name originates from long ago when they would hang out long late nights on my parents' front porch, and Aaron would hide a little recorder somewhere, mm-hmm. and it would be them, and they'd they'd know about it. But a lot of the other people that would come and go wouldn't really know about the recording going on, so. Um, you know, and it wasn't perfect audio, obviously, because it's a little recorder. But it 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 it, it did what it was supposed to do. It basically uh, it turned this uh, porch and the goings on there into a show, which uh, Aaron did some things with. But now that uh, he has actually invested some serious money into some equipment to do a real podcast, because he was very inspired by coming here, um, and he went out and started spending hundreds. Mm. Wow. Um, to set something up in his own apartment. They, uh, yeah, are bringing the porch cast back to life, even though it's not going to be done on a porch anymore um, with a little teeny handheld recorder device. Uh, but they're still calling it the porch cast. It is available on iTunes. I definitely suggest you go. The first episode is up. Um, I want to, I was supposed to go and. I listened to the whole thing yesterday, but I was going to go back and listen to the whole thing and pick out some. Sp- some clips which i didn't get a chance to do so maybe a little later i'm going to play some podcast roulette and uh just uh <laughs> just uh wherever my finger touches we'll listen to mm. um but yeah uh go to itunes check it out the first episode's up the second episode is not up yet uh there are two porch casts one is cool the other one is some dicks in ohio that i they i, I don't know if it's for if it's oh you mean there's two different there's two podcast there's two podcasts 
on iTunes called The Porchcast. Uh, the one that you want to get, I think it says Aaron LaFond's name right on it. Okay. That's an Aaron LaFond production, but it does uh, feature Annecy and my brother Andy. And it's excellent. And the, just the other one, um, it's a couple, couple dudes from Ohio, I think, actually sitting on a porch talking about uh, hunting tips. Hmm. Sounds appropriate. <laughs> I don't know if that's really what it is, but that's what I've been doing. <laughs> But check it out. We'll, we'll we'll check out that uh that stuff in a bit. <laughs> Trying to think. Uh, well, what are the hot topics? The other thing about Judge Mathis is I was at the uh, dentist office on Friday, and he was on. He was on. Yes, yeah. and I don't really care for you know these these court, types yeah. these courtroom shows because there's like a dime a dozen. There's a whole bunch of them, and some of them have like corny commercials, like uh, Judge A or something. I don't know. I there's just this commercial and. Um, if it wasn't for my, my lovely friend sending this link to me, I think on Facebook, like posting it all over my wall or whatever, I wouldn't be scarred with this particular judge, whatever his name is. But all I remember is Judge A and everybody dancing around singing about this judge. Um, but at the dentist's office, which uh, my father and I both kind of agree that is kind of ghetto. <laughs> the dentist's office, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the south side of Meridian. <laughs> actually, no, this was in Cromwell. We, oh. Um, uh, a friend of ours uh, got us, I guess, I would almost want to say deals in a way to go get this because I'm currently uninsured. So mm. um, like, okay, I'm just going to go get, basically get a free evaluation and find out, you know, like, oh, you need a crown because you had a root canal like 10 years ago. <sighs> you never got a crown on it. Yeah. So it should have, you know, split and been affected, blah, blah, blah. You know um, what I said to the insurance companies? Crown this. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't have insurance anyway, yeah, so I, I, there's nothing I can But all of them about. out there. I, they're no laughing matter, by the way. Oh, right. That's, that's crazy. I know the uh, health insurance companies haven't started doing it yet, making witty, funny commercials for our entertainment. But all the car insurance companies do now. Geico. Not, not all of, okay, yeah. I would say not I, all I'd of say uh, Amica, Amica is one that doesn't. Right, they don't. Um, uh, Liberty Insurance. I, I don't know. There's a couple Liberty, of them no, that don't still do don't. But the majority of the big ones all do what Geico did. And it's the, there is nothing funny and cute. <laughs> about paying insurance there is nothing funny about ponzi schemes and just lay off it makes me mad because you know it's your money i have funding a theory. these stupid commercials i have a theory like the more serious the commercial uh the more expensive that insurance will be but the better off you'll be with that insurance like allstate for example i know they started getting into more comical ones but right. their jokes are actually you know they actually mean something uh, you know with mayhem that character mayhem right yeah they, and it they, actually has a point Versus just, right. you know, some gecko versus walking a, around. A, yeah, versus a lizard walking around exploring America mm. or a stupid pig on a zip line or on a skateboard going down a hill. What does that mean? And, like, you know, there's an app for all these stupid little things that Geico comes out with. Like, uh, you know, the, more of the advertisement is more to advertise this new little stupid thing that you can download that, like, you know, the, yeah, I don't know the, what the pig or the, I don't know the, the lizard or the caveman. You get to see more of them, but God. I don't at least with uh, Progressive, they have an app that allows you to um, flow. I'm, not I'm talking, sorry. I'm not, I'm not talking about flow. I'm talking about the app that comes with Progressive. But I know you want to. Uh, but you know, she's supposed to be cute and funny. And, she and, grows and, on you. I'm, I'm going to admit are you that kidding she. Me? I'm not kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe partially because I'm a Progressive um, policy holder. I don't know. But eventually I'm like, eh, you know, I. I 
I, it's, I don't know, one of those acquired personalities that kind of grows on you after a while. And you know you watch a little too much TV when you can recite some of these commercials, even though you despise them. Because I was going to just start rattling off some, some flow <laughs> quotes, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Maybe I'll surprise you later. Judge Mathis, though, um, back to uh, Dumpy Dentist Cromwell. I, the, the, the. He's cool. I like, I like Judge Mathis. He's, he's, he's funny. He's got some sass and wit. And, you know, because he was kind of a, a degenerate at growing up, not necessarily his fault. I mean, a lot of times it's very hard to get out of the... Uh, um, oh, what is the word? You know, um, you know there's, there's a word for it. It was yeah. right on the tip of my yeah. tongue, and it's probably he, in a song. But too. he did it, and I love it because a lot of these people that come on his show, these litigants, are literally crackheads. And he is a reformed man. He's done a lot with himself, and um, you know, I like it because he just he can relate to them, but he also kind of kicks them in the ass too. Judge Joe Brown, on the other hand, he talks way too slow. I could never watch a full episode of Judge Joe Brown because he talks too. Slow. You watch a lot of these shows. I've, I've, I've in the past, you know, I've been around many years. You know, I've, I've unfortunately <laughs> seen all of these shows. Because I remember when it was just People's Court, and then eventually um, Judge Judy came around, and yeah. then everybody else wanted, you know, their own show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, my best friend, when she actually lived here, uh, that's what she would watch every day at four was Judge Judy. So I kind of knew what she was doing. So I'm like, okay, if I can, you know, stomach it, then you know, I'll stop by. Yeah. And then I'll end up getting interested in the episode too. And I'm like, oh, they're gonna win. And uh. she's like, she's like Estelle Getty from uh, the Golden Girls. That's what she reminds me of. But just like way meany, way way meany, <laughs> way meanier, way meaner, um, and just obnoxious. Just and I used to think that Judge uh, Milan, the new the person of the People's Court, who I've brought up many times, because she's kind of on my, she's kind of on my B lister list. Um, I like her. I, at first, I used to be like, God, just calm down. <laughs> um, the only thing that bothers me about her is, you know, we were saying about the robes, but you can see their wrists. Is that, pro- is that a problem for you? She's got very, very feeble wrists and very long fingers. Like, I feel bad for her mother giving birth to fingers like that i don't think she just came out with like you know just fingers like when but you she should was born. S- but next time if you ever see her on tv look at how long and gangly her fingers are dude like i could just picture you know her mother trying to you know push her out and she's just like no and just like holding on to the walls and just oh god that's all i think about when i see her long fingers and her wrists are really feeble and i think for a very strong woman like that maybe she should get some wrist implants because her wrists look very breakable they look like twigs how how closely do you watch the show well i mean more or less a lot of these shows i'm i'm looking for some some comedy aspects and i think a lot of people will say oh well it's comical all by itself because you know the litigants are scumbags and you know they don't know what they're doing they come come across like why don't you just pay it or i don't know right but i'm looking for um characteristic um humor with you know the judge maybe some of the litigants i don't know Mm -hmm. and um you know physical attributes that might be funny I suppose, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I kind of understand what you mean because I'll watch a show and I'm like, what's wrong with that person's eye or something? And, you know, it just kind of sticks out to me because I'm observant like that. And I 
blame my dad for that um, observational kind of quality that I have, and I'll start picking out things that most people don't even notice right away. Um, I don't know, because, again... It's human to, nature to judge. I know the whole the bullying <laughs> thing. Judge. You know, it's a, it's a big issue right now, because kids are going off the freaking deep end. Like, some of the stuff that goes on in schools nowadays with the bullying, you know, it's always been a fact of life in, in school, but I don't know. They just seem way wilder than they... than before i don't know i didn't deal i mean i dealt with it in school everybody deals with it in school but it just seems like what they uh i mean also i guess it is a media thing too like maybe maybe you know it's exposed a lot more because of the 24-hour news cycle but it's i don't know kids just seem like they're going i think it's a little bit worse now because <laughs> of with the internet and everyone having cell phones you're able to right. bully someone almost anonymously yeah. whereas i think when we were kids if you were a bully, it's somebody like right in your face. So right. you knew who they were. And it's and it's the camera phones that uh come into play too, because I mean, you know, they'll bring some of these kids into the into the linoleum uh bathrooms. Oh yeah. Or the I concrete mean, bathrooms and, and whip the hell out of them and tape it and then throw it up somewhere. Like on Facebook and Yeah. Then that's where the, really the end of your life is versus just you know, a normal beating, everyone crowded around sees it, and then that's it. Well, the, but what, you know, the whole bullying thing, I'm not, you know, I'm not condoning it, but I'm just saying it is human nature. I mean, there's, it, it will never be eradicated. People, that's just the way people are. We're, we're. Yeah, and that's actually what it, what it is that I mean, too. Like, I, I almost felt like it's a, um, a rite of passage, in a sense. Um, and again, I'm not saying to, bullying to judge. should happen. No, I'm not, not necessarily judging. Oh, oh, bullying. oh, the bullying. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Right, it does. It good, mean, you know, it, I mean, sometimes people, there are those people out there that can't handle it, and they go home and they hang themselves in the rafters of the barn, but uh, others um, grow stronger from it. Mm -hmm. It is it builds a... Builds character. I mean, and then there's some kids that go home and kill themselves, and you never know why, because they were the happiest kids in the world, they were popular kids or whatever, you know, they didn't get bullied, blah, blah, blah. And they still do it, and you're just like, uh, why? But uh, the... I almost feel like that, that, like hearing about people going to go kill themselves almost kind of makes others want to do that as well. It's like, oh, he just off himself. Right. It's, it. uh, there, and it's always like, you know, the, have things happen in threes. It's always a. Oh, I mean, it, 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 well, it happened. No, it happened um, my senior year. Um, first, first one went. Two others came after it, and then like a couple years later, the same thing happened. At the, you know, it was a, it was a threes, uh, threes company deal. Hmm. It's a, I like to call it the grass is always greener on the other side syndrome. That's the bottom line of what it is. So you're saying that they think that the grass is greener Ev if they just kill themselves? No, no, no. Aside from the suicide, okay. everybody thinks. Everybody, I don't care who you are, everybody is envious of not everybody else, but some of everybody else. And that, you know, causes people to judge, to bully, to, you know, conspire to do whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it, if you can get over that, which nobody can, because I understand, like, I, that's what I call it. I think that I think that's the biggest problem with people is just that. If you can just be satisfied, if you can be satisfied with your, situ with your current situation and realize that everybody else is not living um, a high it? life all the time, like mm -hmm. you think they might be because they're not, if you can just realize that everybody goes through misery and pain and, and suffering 
on a regular on a regular um uh you know basis then you could be fine you're all set and once again that is yet another song or at least a lyric in a song i won't be able to find it right now though i but. stole it <laughs> to pr- to make my point but yeah i guess i i well i do agree with that cuz um you don't know what some people have gone through uh you don't know it's what some tiny. people have gone through to get to where they are now so I mean, people, they, I mean, they do it all the time. They wish for, like, oh, I wish I had his life. And then that person would be like, you don't know what I've gone through to get to where I am today. Right. So you yeah. might not necessarily really want to wish for that. Or you might see You never walked a day in my shoes. Shoes. <laughs> Greg Mathis, you are a saint. So to you. Um, if you were to walk into a dentist office and, like, you know, the waiting room area, and there was a box of donuts there, is, does that is that bode well for you? Is that like what would you prefer sign? that they're all put out on a plate? I'm just saying donuts in general. You're going there to get your teeth looked oh, at. Oh, oh yeah, stupid me. There's like a whole box of donuts there. That just didn't seem wise to me. And, and then a, like, and then a bowl of Peeps <laughs> sitting next to it. They should have had a whole Jolly Rancher, a whole pack of Oreos, and then you know eat that and and then go get your teeth cleaned. Uh, Oreos are the worst because Oreos get stuck exactly. everywhere, dude. Exactly. That's, that's I hate that's that. the point I was making. Like, like serious chocolate. Like, Oreos are, are, are bad. Cho- a lot of chocolate cakes, depending on how, the consistency of them. But I hate that crap, dude. Because you're always, like, m- most of the time, especially with cake, dude, you're in, like, a social environment. <laughs> and then you go to the bathroom later and you've been, like, having fun and being cool and, and smiling. And you go and you look at yourself in the mirror and you smile and there's so much blackness in the cracks and crevices um and you're just I, like you never had that happen i think i'm very conscious of of like if i'm eating Do you just walk around with a toothpick all the time <laughs> <laughs> i'm 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 pretty good i don't know i think as a kid i was always kind of concerned about stuff like that and again something i might have picked up from my dad to uh, find a way to eat food you, in a clean you, way yeah you're a further back chewer you, you don't you don't let all the mush get up in your um, in front of your yeah, teeth and locked up so. in your in your lips like that. Some people are just sloppy like me, and that's why I uh, <laughs> just I shoveling have... <laughs> food in your mouth, crumbs everywhere, just and chocolate frosting if if that was the case, and it's just just a complete mess. Normal, normally, I take care of the stuff on my face, but I, I hate that when you go and like you you like you look at your teeth and it's just like oh my god, dude. Full of what have I what have I what have I been doing since I had that 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 massive uh, chocolate piece of chocolate cake or um, that's why I was afraid Oreos to eat some from of those, the dentist like, office fruit roll ups as a kid because I was afraid like my tongue was going to turn blue or something and then people are going to like oh your tongue is blue so I never uh, I never would eat them actually I would eat them but I would probably eat them like in the privacy of my own home so that way I can get rid of the blue tongue on my own terms. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was a weird kid. I was conscious about stuff like that. Oh, you're preaching to the what? Uh, the choir. Preaching to the choir. That's, that's, that's the, the right way. Yeah, is right. <laughs> yeah, you're preaching to the choir, buddy. I loved how you have to whisper it to yourself, <laughs> but it's still in the microphone. So yeah, everybody... you're, uh, you're, you're definitely, uh, you're definitely uh, barking up the. Uh, <laughs> you're preaching to the choir. No, I was the same way. I still am. Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, for the most part, I don't give a crap what people think but there are still those things and everybody has them and it's because of the the grass is always greener on the other side syndrome it's all part of it it's all part of it i still need you to break that down for me what it is you mean by that that everybody thinks 
that they're not sufficient sometimes or they're not this or they're not that because that person is just they're incredible look at them they're, they've got everything put together they've got this they've got that blah 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 but you don't realize that that person even though that they have you know they have better teeth they have better skin they have a nice car they have the perfect family that person thinks that maybe you or maybe somebody else is better off than they are. Mm. Every, it's like a do, 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 back and forth, back and forth. Everybody is constantly not satisfied. <clears throat> I will so, brag and say that I do have the perfect family. I love my family. They're great. So yeah, They're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hater, that's all that is. Um, there's... I don't know. There's just so much. I, I keep going back to the dentist office because it was just such a an episode for me. Um, the the box of uh, box of donuts. That's interesting. I didn't even think of that at first. Yeah, and I just thought this doesn't seem right. Um, I go into the first, you know, the first waiting room with everybody's waiting there, and then they it's like, okay, you know, uh, Mr. Watson, you can go into the examining room two or whatever, and I go in there, sit there for a little while. Um, usually they have those relaxing posters, maybe of a, a river or a mountain, something. Something Did a hygienist dressed like a butler come out with a uh, with a cloth over their arm? Mr. Watson, <laughs> Not the at dentist all. is ready for you now. Not at all. Um, in fact, there's just so many people. Was there, there was like, there was there around. like a, a wooden crate in the corner with a goat in it or something? I mean, how bad was this place? Um, Were you like in it, Croatia or was it like? It, it was the they had like you know that one door, but there's just there's people just constantly keep coming in and out that you don't know if they've worked there or not because some of them look like they had the smocks on or whatever some of them were dressed in suits but then they only went over to the reception area just to talk to receptionists and then they left again um and i only saw actually one person that you know was a legit dentist and that was the person that you know worked on me um all the rooms that like had like you know <laughs> drilling and stuff going on open doors nothing like was closed so anyone could just walk right in in fact um when I was getting work done, someone came in to help. I didn't even see that person because I had my eyes closed because water was splashing everywhere. So, mm. um, You then, had your eyes closed because your hands were clenched to the side of the chair so hard. that you Actually, yeah, they were because um, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be feeling pain, but I was at, mm. at some point. I'm like, um, and I really almost wanted to you know, raise my hand because obviously I can't say anything um, with all these things in my mouth. Um, but after like the dentist left, I think it might have been just her. I don't know, because she kept leaving to go with other patients. And then I was kind of left there by myself with, you know, the goo in my mouth because I had to get the imprint or whatever. And then some random person comes in and takes that out of my mouth and then just leaves me there. And I'm like, do I rinse? What do I do? And somebody else who actually was more consistent came in and helped me out. And That's a good strange slogan for you. T. Sterling Watson, dot, dot goo in his mouth <laughs> that is disgusting <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just horrible um yeah it was it was an adventure um but the just the last point that i want to make is when you have like those why don't you just come out wall, and say the doctor's name so everybody knows because uh, i don't really know what her whole name oh. is um but you should have better it, posters on your wall and not posters of lightning because that's not something you want to see at a dentist office really? or any medical. Was it was it one of those like uh, inspirational? It was supposed to be, but I don't remember what it. And underneath it, it says. Actually, I took a picture of it. But determination, <laughs> a lightning strike. Because um, that wall had a picture of like lightning, and the other wall had a picture of like 
uh, dental or jaw diseases or disorders. And I didn't really want to look at that one because I was already unsettling because I haven't been to the dentist in a while. If I had a dentist's office, I would put up all pictures of um, meth addicts' teeth. Just all just single pictures of a meth addict's head with his mouth wide open, his gums all pulled back, and their their horrible teeth. No. That's what I would do. Well, maybe. I don't know. Stay away from meth. (laughs) Uh, Dentists don't like when you come in after you've recovered from a terrible meth affliction, and they have to redo every single one of your teeth. No, thank you. I'm I'm good. Although I have to go back in about a week, so to, to get my crown, so. Yep. Should we take a break? That's what we're going to do. Episode 63 of The Lost Dial on allnoiseradio.com. Episode 63, The Lost Dial on allnoiseradio.com. Can I see that thing really quickly? Gracias. You know, you had like two weeks and you still didn't invest in any of these. It's uh... going to be two years before I invest in anything. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Oh, yes, I am. To get that out of I never, <laughs> I never thought of that. That uh, pancake batter smell like. <laughs> oh, oh boy! So gay marriage, wow, really taking hold of the nation, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Prez, the the prez. As I was walking out the door, my my second um, ridiculous show that I am ashamed to say that <laughs> was oh, on as I was walking out the door and that's called The View and the ladies of The View actually had President Obama on today President Obama was supposed to um, come out and say my feelings have evolved and I am cool with gay marriage on The View he was supposed to originally he was do, supposed to say that he was supposed to announce that when he uh 
came, came on the view. Oh, but he announced it earlier. But he announced it earlier on uh, stealing Joe Biden's thunder. <laughs> Joe Biden stole his thunder. I think. I think they had to give him a lashing after he jumped the gun on it. Well, but I only say they that asked him of... about that on the view. Uh, uh, either Barbara or George. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but but they they um, made fun of him or not him, but um, they they did that on SNL. When are they not? Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's, yeah. it's all in good fun with them. Yeah, I, I'm assuming anyway, because they they made Biden seem like he was a child. And he is a, he is a kid. <laughs> He's a big kid. And he kept talking to his imaginary friend George, who actually was uh, W, because Will Ferrell was hosting, so uh, he came out and like, uh, and they talked about the, being children. I don't know. I thought it was a, it was a good sketch, but at the same time, their impressions. They've, I've seen them do better jobs oh, of, yeah. of their impressions. That's so. why I don't even bother anymore. Well, I end up watching it because anytime I don't and I end up on Twitter, I see all these trending topics that I know are from SNL. And I'm like, I knew I should have watched. And I, I kind of feel like like regret. <laughs> so lately I've been watching it and then trying to catch anything that's actually good. Mm. Um, the last Sweet. good episode that I've seen was with Sophia Var- uh, Vargara. Who yeah. I always thought that accent was phony baloney. No, but it's genuine. What is she, Colombian? Yes. Pancakes, please don't be a tease. Um, Rhode Island uh, just uh, passed acceptance of uh, or allowance of um, same-sex partnership. Yeah, I heard about that last night. So now the only state in New England uh, where gays are still cast out of uh, towns and (laughs) shackled and... Well, there's your friend. Is Maine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at her wrists. Every now and again, look up there when she's, like, flailing her arms around. <laughs> and look at how feeble her wrists are and her long-ass fingers. Why are we on this, this uh, channel, anyway? She almost looks like a Egyptian Well, back in the day, goddess. and, oh, man, I feel like I'm going to get in so like much trouble hats. for saying stuff like this. But um, What? Is it referring to black culture? Yeah. They, they Go used for to, it. They used to wear stuff like that all the time, um, I guess maybe to be Afrocentric, I suppose. Um, I mean, I used to see it all the time in the 90s. And they had, like, Afrocentric is being eccentric, but you're an African-American, right? Is that what that means? Yeah. Kind I've of, never understood well, Afro. It, it, it means like you really embrace like uh, your culture, your African-American culture, or oh. maybe even African culture, where you, okay. you go back to... Because that has nothing to do with American culture. That's definitely African <laughs> culture. I love it. I, I think it's very uh, respectable. I like those hats. I just remember it at you know, a time I was actually growing up and being, being aware of the world. and you know, <clears throat> When I was a, a, a wee tyke, as I like to say. I got to say... Um, <sighs> what do you got to say? You just had a big pause. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, um, definitely check out. Go to iTunes, the podcast, or the por- sorry, the Porchcast. It's the Aaron. It says Aaron Lafon right on it. Download the Aaron Lafon uh, Porchcast, not the other one. The dudes from Ohio, Jake, and somebody else or something. I don't know. It's uh, the one with the picture of the beautiful uh, uh, wooded backdrop. It's like it's almost like the Porchcast is like. Uh, the words are like a, like a beautiful <sighs> mirage hmm. in front of a forest scape. Are they um, also on um, uh, Podbean? No, no, just iTunes. Okay. And uh, <laughs> <what you> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. 
check them out. We are going to play some uh, some uh, roulette in a little bit, but I I only asked because uh, I I was we were recently followed. I think uh, by I don't know something that maybe sound uh, the the way it looks. It looks like porch. I think I don't know. I have to go back and check porch it cast. So it is it is a it. real thing now. The porch uh, and. Uh, 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 I'm hoping that I guess the uh, other Porchcast guys haven't uh, put up anything new in a while, so maybe they're dead in the water, um, which is good. But if they're not, they're I was I was hoping that maybe accidentally some of their listeners would accidentally download the other Porchcast and find out that it's way better. Hmm. They have a charisma, the three of them. They've all grown up together, so they're very. Uh, you listen to the first episode for me anyway, and it sounds as though. It's like their hundredth show, mm-hmm. even though it's their first show, and uh, they just have a um, they just have a a uh, a flow to them already, a charisma. Kirks, please. Serve me up some pancakes, please. please. Okay. About to say, is that them again? Just, <laughs> just had to get that out of your system. Um. So, yeah. Other than that, sweet. I think. Uh, the whole game manage thing. Oh, oh uh, what I was going to say. I'm going to say African-Americans. I hate that African-Americans. Black Americans? Right. You, I, I like how you do it better. You guys dress really well for church. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, me and my brother bring up this story all the time. We were down in, we were living in Pennsylvania, and uh, we traveled uh, a couple towns over, and we went to this buffet uh, I forget what it's called. Was it on a Sunday? It was on a Sunday mm-hmm. right after church got out. And God damn, let me tell you, some, and you know, it, it's right on the edge of Philly. So it's a, it's a predominantly uh, black area. But I got to tell you, it Even was like. Even if it wasn't, if it's a buffet, there's probably black people. No, but come right out uh, of what I'm saying, yeah, saying straight out of church on a Sunday, dude, it's like, um, it's like no other uh, fashion event known to man black church i guess maybe uh hearing it from an outsider it's 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 humorous to me because it's, it's just, just normal it's just normal but like you know i mean uh, white people dread going to church but i think black people who are really even what i'm saying is white religious people men more or less mm-hmm. hate it and they're not gonna like go dress to the nines to like go to church they're gonna just do what they have to do on the other hand black people in church it's like it's an extravaganza of colors and, and do you know why and, and this is something actually i would recently... say it's because of the afrocentric culture <laughs> of the 19th 19- no i don't know this is actually something i recently <laughs> learned like a couple months ago uh, through a documentary but back in you know i don't not necessarily slavery times but a little after that when um basically black people they had to go to work and you know beat down run down clothes right and then they when they go to church they're you know not working but they have you know that's where the sunday best comes in right they have their sunday Sunday best best, yeah and if they have like the best clothes and they're going to wear them to church on sunday and then i think i think in our society black people have done a good job of of keeping the sunday best thing going Hmm. um because you know Back when it was like we're 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 our society has become sloppy now the way we the way we go about the day unless unless you work in a in an environment where it, there is a dress code and you have to come in in a tie and pressed slacks mm-hmm. you know most people just look like they just rolled out of bed 
And some people still do, even if they have yeah. that, that kind of dress code. They'll like do the bare minimums. Like, I have a tie on. Maybe it's not tied, but I have it on. But let me tell you, uh, when it comes to Sunday Best, uh, Black Church really takes the cake. Um, I don't know. We always talk about our trip to Abington. And the guy, it was like a full... Like it was a, it was a, I would love to know how much this guy spent on this suit, but one of the guys, one of the family, the heads of the, of one of the families that was in this buffet place, uh, it was a full red suit, like a regular, not like a tux, it was a suit, but it was like, and it wasn't goofy looking, a red suit, like all red, all done, like, you huh, see his shoes too? even hat, ah, uh, the shoes were black, I'm pretty sure. But uh, that's, I remember that. I, I, I definitely remember the guy in, in red, and it was amazing. And that's all I thought about was like, God damn, how much did that cost? And where did you get that? And you know what? The thing is, it might not even cost as much as you might think it would. Because, <laughs> again, I know places where to go to shop for clothes like this. K&G? Nope. No. Nope, are there, there aren't even any K&Gs around here, are there? There is one, but I don't remember where it is. And I've only been there once. I don't even know what's in there. Um, but like in Connecticut, you'd go like, I think... <laughs> Maybe Whaley Ave in New Haven. Um, but where my dad likes to go, he likes to go to uh, Jamaica, New York. Yeah. And they have like a whole. Southside Jamaica, Queens. <laughs> area. So that, that, yeah. that's a whole area where you can go buy suits. And you can get like maybe, what, three suits for like two or $100. I don't know. Like great prices. So that's where he would go. And that's where you would find maybe a red suit like that. All I have to say is keep it, continue to keep it classy, black people. Because. <laughs> Apparently, you've also never been to a, um, a black church on, a, on an Easter Sunday. Oh, God, I can only imagine. Extravaganza. That's the only word that comes to mind. Pretty much, yeah. That's when they get like their new stuff, or new duds, as we like to say. <laughs> but I'm sure it's not like the subtle Easter colors. I'm sure it's a little bit more extravagant. It's got to be. Because like, you know, your typical thought of Easter colors of clothes is like looking like a schmuck with a... You know, a, a a a light yellow polo. Oh, you mean and, like the pastel colors? No, it's yeah, not really that. Yeah. I mean, people probably do have them. Maybe like the little girls right, or something. Right. But, but I mean, but usually that's that's the day. Like if, I mean, even for the regulars, like even me, I don't really like dressing up like in a suit. Although I will wear them. Um, I will wear a tie, and I mean, I wear it here once in a while. Um, but I guess I really shocked everybody because. Um, all up until Easter, I was like wearing a tie and I had the vest and everything. And then when it came to Easter Sunday, I didn't wear a tie at all. I just wore like the suit jacket and the shirt and everybody else was wearing. All the other guys that don't wear ties, they wore ties. Mm. But I didn't. And I still, according to my parents, I still ended up looking better than they did. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting dynamic. But maybe again, maybe because it was my parents, they would say I look better anyway. That is, that's the, 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 what has become the fundamental greatness of the lost dial is me and Sterling break down the barriers. Like I can say to him on Easter is the Easter bunny black pink in some cultures he's white, but I don't even know. I don't even think I thought of that. Like what color bunny is the Easter bunny? But you know, Santa Claus is black. Yeah. Don't tell me he's not. He isn't. No. <laughs> no, I can't say he's a black guy. I, I can't. <clears throat> I think I've had, I would have every other black person come up to me and like, what are you talking about? You know he's not black. So, he's not black. Other black people would come up to you and say, Santa Claus is white? He's not black? He's white? 
Um, I'll put it this way. My mother would like there to be a, a black Santa Claus. That way, when she gets like black Santa Claus <laughs> wrapping paper, she would use that because she really does not like Santa Claus that much. She likes snowmen, like, you know, just Ooh. happy snowmen people. But um, Black snowmen? No, because that's just dirt. Yeah, that's just snowmen that have been like splashed by a huge mud puddle. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the worst. <laughs> that's part not great. Time. What about, um, uh, all right, no black Santa. Um, let's just say Santa Claus looks... He's got the he's got the tone of Osama bin Laden. Hmm. He's a mix. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, just a really well done tan, like you know the tanorexic mom. So what about? Um, I think the Tooth Fairy would look very good if she looked like Halle Berry. You know, when I think of the Tooth Fairy, I just think of like um, a little light. A yeah, little, a little light. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say like Tinkerbell. That's, that's but at how least you could see Tinkerbell. That's how face. I pictured it too. It, it didn't. The, the, when I was a kid, I didn't picture the Tooth Fairy to be in human form. It was just like a little glowing white orb that flew around and tormented kids. And then the kids <laughs> today, they have uh, to imagine the Rock as um, Tooth Fairy. Oh, or my. did you forget about no, that movie? I, I've, I've never. I didn't. Even... I didn't watch it. I just. I'm aware of it. But. Right. He was doing his childhood films. Oh boy! And what is The Rock, by the way? He is uh, Samoan, I think. Is he? I think so. Hmm. Samoan. But I think other people kind of just throw him under the uh, the black umbrella, or or maybe we'll put it. We'll, we'll say he's colored. How about that? In America, if you're black, you're black. Oh, President Obama's black. Yeah. He's I, not. He's not half white, half black. The same thing with Tiger Woods, I think. They just put him under being black, even though he's Asian. He's just the worst, anyway. It doesn't <laughs> matter what he is. He sucks. <clears throat> since, his, since his downfall. What do, what, what do you have on your agenda? I don't want to... Oh, my agenda might end up taking... Agenda? Well, it might not take a whole um, segment. But it's that time of year again when it comes to uh, <laughs> uh, TV. Uh, season's ending, and uh, this is what's called the upfronts and i i have i feeling i have a feeling i need to explain what the upfronts are holy cow dude what this is normally set aside for mad men breakdown oh that's right yeah did you forget or did you just let me be a retard with pancakes please <laughs> i forgot <laughs> want to do mad men now i just need to prepare first let actually. me let me really quick let me just play one little clip here this is from uh the Forgecast. So anybody who listens to us, go download. Listen. Love that game. Who doesn't? Wonderful intro. Very good. I sat there and uh, my brother was so funny. He's like, it's like, like almost like the, he was nervous that I wasn't gonna enjoy it. I'm like, I, it's good. It's really, really good. What do you think? What do you think? It's good. It's excellent. I feel good they're trying to impress you. Yeah. It's because I get paid the big bucks to sit in a real <laughs> studio and do a real show. Uh, all right. Let's, uh. First episode. Awkward family movement. Awkward family movement. You're turning off a spec. Like, uh, very... It was when uh, there was something about Mary first came out. <laughs> And like we were watching the movie, we loved it up until the jerk off scene where he's got like in his hair. That's in the beginning of the. Oh wait, the, where she puts the curtain on her hair. 
Yeah, it was like, like, a jerk-off scene at the beginning. Yeah, I think it might. Sure, I'm shaking like that. Dude, wait. Like my dad angrily got up from the couch, went over, turned off the VCR, <laughs> and like we just all had to sit there and sort of stew in that moment. And we just had to like marinate in that shame. Did you put something else oh. on? Or I don't know. I don't remember exactly what happened after that. I think I went to bed and oh. screamed into my pillow. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure I saw so this that movie time. when I was like the four or five, for the first time. But I didn't. But I didn't really see it. Really, for the first like, time until I was like a teenager. Yeah, I was like ten when I saw this for the first time. I remember the. They're watching The Shining, by the way, the, the, oh. as they're doing the show. Yeah. Really? Wow. That's going to be their thing. They're going to be watching watching a movie, something while most likely a movie while they're doing the show, which is something that we kind of wanted to do. Yeah. I saw all the worst movies. I remember when I was a little. This is my brother talking. We I've talked about this on the show too. Beetlejuice was like me and my brother's Disney movie. Beetlejuice. <laughs> that would be like the yeah. equivalent of a kid watching a Disney movie. We, Beetlejuice is like our, and that has in it. Can't do that anymore. Who was that? That was probably it PG. Was PG. PG. It was funny though. It was a PG-rated movie, and there was the F word thrown out. I've there. never, it's, never it's noticed. PG. Well, then again, it's been years. Pants when you find out this is PG. Oh, well, he I'm says, not going to be that surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is PG. God damn it. But PG. Nice yeah. f***ing model. Yeah, yeah, honk, yeah. honk on the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> There's never get away with a f***ing PG yeah. movie. Michael Keaton. Tickles, Sorry about the F-bombs. Um, Barbara's Kick your ass. Homer Simpson's just... Right, this is a little, know, little further into the show. Fat. Homer is beer fat. Yeah. Right. Like he's got a like beer gut. Like Dude, uh, Bart is fat too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bart is fat. proportionally Apu, as fat. Apu yeah. is just as fat as yeah. Homer. Yeah. He's yeah. the same size. And Homer is the only one who gets for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's fat, but it's Homer that. Um, yeah. If you look at Apu's outline, it's the same. I think everybody in The Simpsons has yeah. a little gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't even watch it, but I know. I that. don't either, and I, I just I can picture them that that those characters with little guts. Auction and a yeah, yeah, yeah. got like a million bucks yeah, or something because yeah. all the women in Springfield wanted a poo. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm I'm reading right now on uh, like a WAF message board um, about Rocco's death. Yeah, and it says, uh, so far all I see is a mention of it on the WAF Facebook page. All right, I'm going to play some clips later on. Let's do, do we have time to do this? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do this. But definitely uh, make sure you go to iTunes, download the Porchcast. It's, it's, it is really good. Uh, parental discretion advice. Yeah, I feel I, I uh, wanted to, well, they haven't been on the show yet, or at least um, Ariel hasn't, so. I was gonna say we could play a little clip of her show. We should. Let's just let's 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 spend all of our time playing clips of other shows, <laughs> so that we don't have to work so hard. Um, there we go. Okay. Oops, I forgot to tell you I didn't watch the show this week. Did you? <laughs> oh, <I'm just> <laughs> well, I missed the very first maybe five minutes. That's but, that's uh, kind of funny because I, I, I almost him. didn't watch it last <laughs> um, this last episode anyway, but I, I caught it so. Like I, I gotta watch it in case, like we—not in case, but I know we're going to do it. But yeah, I almost missed it. So 
I don't have too too much to say about it. Weight Watchers. <laughs> Fat Betty. Fat Betty continues. For more food and just stuffing her face. What was that all about? She was so distraught about the apartment thing that she went home and had to use had to fill her mouth with whipped cream. Did I you see that? that part? Oh my god! It's after yeah. She, and then she sees Megan getting dressed, and Megan comes out. She's like, "You saw the whole place, didn't you?" And you know, da da da. She takes the kids and takes off. They show her getting home, and she runs like it was like, you know, like like a real like addict move. She runs to the refrigerator, opens up the door, gets the thing of whipped cream, and <laughs> fills her mouth with whipped cream, and then she spits mm. it into the sink when she realizes she did a bad thing. I missed that part completely. Yeah. Although I was going to say that, uh, what's his face? What, Francis? I don't know what his name is. I don't really care. Uh, yeah, he's a dink. I don't really like him. But um, how he seemed... I was going to say he's an enabler because he gave her a little bit of food. But yeah, the little steak. Yeah, a little yeah. piece of steak. Uh, too bad for him. He has to... Yeah, he's got to roll around in the hay with her. Well, I'm just saying he's, he's got to suffer because, you know, she... She used to be the goddess Betty. That's what he, you know, wanted. Mm-hmm. Even his mother told him that one time. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to marry her. You know, you, 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 want, you want girls like that for one reason. You didn't have to marry her. That's what Nana Pauline said. Yeah, I do remember that scene, yes. Um, but let's see what else had happened. Um, Jane's a freak. Um, oh, uh, Anna. Anna. Little, uh, what's her face? Uh... Anna from California. Oh, right, right. The real Don Draper's wife. Um, Sally knows about that now. And uh, she goes home, and when she lets her mother know that... And Sally's becoming somewhat of a little brat. Yeah, very feisty. Very feisty. Mm. Um, I like it when she says... Yeah, and uh, Daddy had nothing but very nice things to say about her. Mm -hmm. She walks out of the room and Betty... (laughs) <laughs> bashes a box of cereal halfway across the room. <laughs> that was good. Because Betty still doesn't really know too much about her, right? No, I mean, other than what she stumbled into um, and found, you know, a deed to the house in California and, you know, what Don told her. But, uh, yeah, hmm. she doesn't know. Uh, I like Dan. I wish she didn't die. Why do they have to kill her off with cancer? I understand why they did it because, you know, she's one of them people that probably shouldn't have been brought through the entire show because right. you know she was a mystery to begin with keep her a mystery by killing her off and her you know you know she was a great person and that she really loved dick and everything mm-hmm. but uh and uh they i forgot about that that he brought them to that house when they went to california i forgot that too and because she's like is, is that the lady that called you dick i forgot that he brought her out there but he didn't you know he didn't obviously didn't tell him you know what he did in korea and ended up mm-hmm. marrying her to you know and will it ever be something that he does bring up with them? That's, I don't know. Yeah. But at least, at least Megan knows. She knows everything, right? I like, uh, yeah, Megan seems to know everything. Um, the Ginsburg character, he's, he's annoying as hell. I, he's, he's clever. He's, he's, a, he's a copywriting genius. Mm-hmm. But I liked how Don left his thing in the cab. <laughs> I mean, I kind of felt for him a little bit because he's, he's, you know, trying to do his thing. I and... felt for Don. Don is the mega mind around there. And he, uh, because he's kind of like, you know, gotten married and gotten lax, like he's kind of uh, not the uh, top dog anymore in any, in any, uh, any aspect or anything. Right. 
So he kind of, you know, he's got to steal his way back into the spotlight. And uh, this Ginsburg character, he's pretty good at what he does. He, he, could, he could be the next Don Draper. But uh, he doesn't have that subtle, uh, mysterioso personality that Don has that makes him intriguing to people. Like, Ginsburg's too, like, flamboyant and, cr- and just loud. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can see that, yeah, because he can... He definitely has that about him, but like you kind of said, he's a genius at it, too, so... I guess Don just feels threatened by the new blood. But not necessarily he feels threatened, but he, that's why he's saying that he works for him. So it's yeah. not like... He's like, in the elevator, I feel bad for you. And Don, <laughs> with one of his classic lines, I don't think about you at all, and walks out. Yeah, he um... knows how to crush people, dude. He really <laughs> knows how to crush people. He does. He hasn't done, done it really to Peggy too much, but... Oh, um, man, yeah. that, was, uh, that was good. Other than that, I mean, it was, it was good. Yeah, I'm glad to see Joan back again. You know, I just like seeing her, you know, doing like her job and not so much drama i don't know she just keeps a, a lid on things it seems yeah what is, she always wears that necklace that needle it's it's not a needle but it's like this long thing i don't know if it has a it kind of has a point to it never noticed yeah she's always wearing the same it's the thing on her necklace is like this long metal like spike almost oh i do have a question did um pete really say that to that guy on the train um that he, uh, <laughs> I would because he was he kept fantasizing. Did you think like, you were dreaming? Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was dreaming or not when he said that. So I, I at the sure. end of the episode, when he's like, like I'm "You gonna, go do your thing, and I'm, I'll go and bang your wife." Yeah, yeah, he did say it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he just didn't care then. And the guy, he's like, "Try it. Good luck with that." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if that was just like, was he dreaming? What was going on with that? Because I know he was fantasizing about it earlier, and um, yeah, that was that was crazy. Good luck with that. Mm. And I think that was Alexis Bledsoe, I believe, maybe, who I talked about before that we found out that she's actually uh, Hispanic or got some Latin roots. I think. I don't know. I'll look it up later. But I don't recall that. No. That's okay. we got to go to, uh, I guess, a break. In Pancakes, please. For, I got to take a pee. For people on the podcast, this is the end of part one or part A. So. Number 63, lost dial on those radio.com. Mm-hmm.